This episode is brought to you by HP. When you're working apart from your team, feeling connected can be a challenge. Presenting HP Presence, a more thoughtful, human collaboration technology. With enhanced audio and video features, you can experience more genuine collaboration and feel more connected. Be in the room, from any room, with HP Presence. Learn more at hp.com forward slash presence. Sorry. Hey, everybody. What's happening? Welcome to the party at Jeff's. When is Jeff going to do a segment on bass fishing? As soon as I learn how to bass fish, I'll be more than happy to. What up, everybody, and welcome into my home where I be chilling. And I'd like to thank Maury, Maury's music right off the top, who says congrats on your new adventure and thoughts in drafting a guard round one and getting a center in free agency. I love drafting a guard in round one, and we will talk about that. And tomorrow we'll have Plug and Play, which is myself, Dane Brugler, Brian brought us, and we spend lots of time on the draft, and Dane had his new mock draft come out today, so that will be awesome. And on the Twitch side, apparently it tells me I'm trying to win at video games. Oh, probably have to look into that, huh? Anthony, I appreciate you as well, brother. Dave Hellman will be joining us tonight as we'll be talking about the Cowboys. I gotta be honest with you, I'm in terrible shape. I jumped up to go get a drink while the loading screen was on. I'm kind of hurting so how you guys doing tonight? Slow news day. Russell Wilson just got traded to the Broncos. And the uh, Seahawks, they're going to screw up all those picks. So that's going to work out terrible for them. It's going to be awful. Uh, but congrats. Hey, who are the best quarterbacks in the NFC? Quick. Aaron Rodgers. Stafford, Dak, and Kyler? That about it. So that's fun. Cowboys signed Noah Brown. Congratulations, which is fine. He's fine as like a fifth wide receiver, but with what's going on right now with the Cowboys, with franchise tag and Dalton Schultz, uh, priorities, at least to me, are coming pretty clear. They are going to first, second, third round. Right now, Cowboy priorities are... I think they'd like to take an offensive lineman with their first pick. I think they would like to take a wide receiver with one of their first two or three picks. And I think that's the route it's going to go. L said, talk us off the ledge, Jeff. The Cowboys are doing Cowboy things. I don't think I can talk you off. Well, I guess I can talk you off the ledge because what's happening is people freak out about the Cowboys. And I feel like this is about as down as I've seen a fan base collectively. And maybe that's just because I'm on social media and social media is angry. But this is about as down as I think I've seen people when you're coming off of a 12-win year. So, like, I'm not freaking out about anything that the Cowboys are doing right now. Is the Amari Cooper thing kind of weird? Yeah, the Amari Cooper thing is kind of weird that the first team that he was on, he was really good for them. And they wanted to get rid of him. And now for the Cowboys, he's been good for them. And their actions are telling you that maybe if they were in a better cap spot, they wouldn't get rid of him. But their actions are telling you that they kind of want to get rid of Amari Cooper. And so is that a little bit puzzling to me? Yeah, a little bit. But that's where they are because they have options to keep Amari Cooper. You could keep Amari Cooper and save cap space this year by restructuring his deal. And you could keep him for multiple more years with a cap that's going up. You can do that. And they're choosing not to. And they've intentionally throughout his contract not restructured his while restructuring others to keep this flexibility. So the Amari Cooper thing is a little bit puzzling. I don't love Dalton Schultz on a franchise tag at $11 million because to me, franchise tags and big contracts for tight ends, for me, those should go to guys that are hell after the catch, that are big-time threats down the seam. And I think Dalton Schultz is a dependable, pretty good tight end. 
And I wonder if that comes from Dak, where it's like, hey, that's my guy. Keep my guy. And I wonder if the Cooper thing comes from Dak. And that's a little bit unfair because I'm 100% speculating. But I do want my quarterback involved in the decision-making. And if the quarterback is saying which guys that he would like to have, then I think you value that input. So, yeah, there's a couple of things going on that are a little bit puzzling. But you still get to exist in the NFC East. You still get to exist in the NFC. And the Cowboys now are going to prioritize what they once upon a time prioritized, which is how can we set our quarterback up to be successful again or to be more successful, which is, it's all a very strange team because we are talking about the team that led the entire NFL in points and yards. And it's like, we've really got to totally fix this offense, but that's sports. That's the world we live in. And as we work our way through the cowboy landscape, I would like to bring in a homeless man on a couch uh, somewhere in the Dallas area. Here is sweet, sweet David Helvin! Jeffrey! Yeah! Wait, hold on, my music. Okay, I don't need it anymore. How are you doing, Dave? It's good to see you, brother. I just saw you like 10 hours ago. Uh, I'm doing good, man. Just uh, ate some leftovers and sat my happy ass on the couch to chat with you about some things. Go Tigers. Yeah, I was – so what I was just talking about, I don't know if you heard it. I don't know if you watch me when you're not hanging out with me. Uh, I I just told you I was eating dinner. But I I heard something about, you know, everybody's mad. You know, they're going to cut the good players, that sort of thing. Yeah, hey, do you think the Cowboys are a bunch of stupid heads? Or do you think that, like, social media is mad all the time? Or is it something in between? I think it's probably something in between. I mean, I think – it's kind of like a snowball effect. Like once the narrative is established and especially very fairly, in my opinion, like do the Cowboys deserve the benefit of anyone's doubt? Like 25 years without getting to a a conference title game. Like, do they deserve your trust that they aren't being stupid? I would argue no. Um, But I can come up with logic and reasons why some of this stuff makes sense. My point is the snowball gets going and turns into an avalanche and people are just mad. And, uh, and I think that kind of overrides everything. Having said that, I think it's, it's totally fair. And to be clear, a lot of this stuff hasn't even happened yet. Like sitting here, sitting here on March 8th, I'm very confident Amari's going to get cut, but it hasn't happened yet. So there's that. But anyway, um, yeah, that's a rambling answer, but I think it's somewhere in between. What if they shock the world and Amari actually gets restructured and they're like, man, you guys were running with some real weird stuff. Like we were going to use our wonderful wide receiver to save money against the cap and then go kick ass. Like I don't think that'll happen, but it would be pretty wild if it did. Crazier things have happened, man. Um, like when the bullets start flying in free agency, and again, they don't have to cut Amari until the fifth day of the league year. So it wouldn't surprise me, or excuse me, they don't have to make a decision until the fifth day of the league year. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me at all if, like, the bullets started flying and for whatever reason they were like, ooh, maybe this isn't a great idea. Um, crazier stuff has happened. Like, the amount of stuff that never makes it to the public eye, deals that get yanked off the table, deals that fall through, the amount of stuff that never makes it to us is staggering. So. It's at least possible. Yeah, I just I think that where people are with the Cowboys right now is like you're totally within your rights and it's fair to say, look, 25 years for no real postseason success and therefore whatever you do, I'm going to question it left and right. Like, I think that's not unfair, but I also think it's not unfair to recognize that throughout that period when they've had a quarterback, they've also been competitive. Like your team is not the best team in football, but your team is very far from being like the dumbest front office or bad drafting. Like, right. They do a lot of things, right. And my, well, go ahead, go ahead. Cause I was going to give you my primary complaint about them as a front office, but I see you got something. Well, I just, I mean, I, I agree with everything you just said, but like to a degree, doesn't that make it more frustrating? Like sure, the Cowboys employed a, I don't think Tony Romo is a hall of famer, but like, they employed a guy who's in that conversation, like best five, best six quarterbacks in the league. They employed him for a long time. Couldn't 
Not even, like, five, screw winning a Super Bowl. They couldn't even get to a conference. Yeah, I almost, I almost dropped them. <laughs> I think technically you could have, but I don't really cuss on here yet. I haven't really thought about it. Yeah, I, don't, I just, I don't know. I, I work for the team. I feel like I should probably watch my language when I'm in a public sphere. But, um, no, like, I mean, they, they had Romo forever. They couldn't even get to an NFC title game. Dak, I think Dak is a top 10 quarterback. He's a good player. They have not been able to get it done. And then you see a kind of mediocre roster in Cincinnati make it all the way to the Super Bowl in Joe Burrow's second year. It almost makes it more frustrating where it's like, okay, you are pretty good, and yet you still can't figure this thing out. I think, and trust me, nobody wants to be Washington or Detroit, who are the other two teams they're keeping company with, by the way, in terms of not ever getting to an NFC title game. Um, You don't want to be those guys, but the fact that they've had five or six pretty good teams in the last 20 years and still can't pull it off is wild. It's totally crazy. Yeah. And I guess that's the way I approach it is more so than this team is a bunch of idiots is man. That is like unlucky, I guess almost seems like a cop out, but it's like, man, you've gone in with one seeds. You've won 13 and 12 and 12 and you, you win all these games and you've given yourself a chance and then you didn't win in the playoffs. And sometimes uh, I'll go with it. Shit happens where it's like, damn, really? In the okay. one seed, you had home field in this one, and you didn't win that one. And it's like, yeah, but then you do. You do all the math, and you're like, yes, you exist with two other teams, Washington and Detroit in that way. But I bet in, that, I bet in that time frame, you've got 30 more wins than them. <laughs> so, like, you do and you don't. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. I, but, so, and here's what really pisses me off, and I've, I've been saying it ever since the season ended. The thing that I think it frustrates me and I think it frustrates a lot of Cowboys fans is um, you got to keep punching dance tickets if you're going to break out of a slump like that. Like this year, the 21 seasons, the first time since 18 they've been in the playoffs, they can't ever get into an established rhythm of like, okay, you know, Green Bay is a wonderful example. Obviously, Green Bay's only ever gotten over the hump that one time, but they're there every year. You're just like, oh, yeah, they're going to run it back. They're going to be in the playoffs. The Cowboys are completely incapable of stringing together consecutive good seasons. And and we're sitting here in March, and I hate to be too much of a downer, but, like, the stuff that they're doing, I'm just like, oh, we're setting ourselves up for another one of those years. You know, we're already speculating about the head coach's job security in February. We're cutting pro bowlers or thinking about cutting pro bowlers. Like, I just don't have a lot of, I don't have a lot of confidence they're going to be better in 22 than they were in 21. And that means another, we're going to go through this cycle again where it's like, oh, they missed the playoffs. Maybe they'll bounce back after that. And that's how a guy like Tony Romo goes through a 10 year career and only makes the playoffs like three times. It just kind of sucks. Yeah. Well, my, I think my biggest complaint about the front office is like the Amari thing, I think to me is just more curious than upsetting because the first team that he was on wanted to get rid of him. And now the Cowboys have intentionally set themselves up to be able to move on from him this off season. Right. You look back at uh, Ezekiel Elliott, a running back who got a big contract. They restructured it before the extension even started. So like they knowingly were committing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to be around. And they restructure a bunch of guys that they're committing that, yeah, 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 he's going to be around. But a first round, they traded a first round pick for a guy and then they paid him, but then they intentionally didn't use his contract to save money. So like they've been thinking this, they got here very oh. intentionally and no, it's, this is... it's just very curious. I just think, no, I mean, they've been very deliberate about this entire thing. You're absolutely right about that. Um, I guess my thing is I thought that they were just keeping their options open in case a better opportunity presented itself and signing gimpy Michael Gallup for half the cost and drafting a guy doesn't sound better to me. Don't talk about, don't talk about Michael though. Oh, but my one, well, let me bang through some of these uh, super chats. These guys, I appreciate all you guys. Does my connection really suck that bad? I'm really sorry if it does. No, it's I'm, not bad. I'm seeing, a, I'm seeing a lot of comments from people saying my connection sucks. Oh, Sorry. Well, 
It's decent on my end. I appreciate you guys out there. Showtime 53, who he said the Cowboys could be without Amari and on defense, D-Law and Randy Gregory. Tell me why this isn't a rebuild. Congratulations on the new podcast. It's not a rebuild because you have a quarterback. And it's, I tell you what, it's not a rebuild, but I do think that they're looking at themselves like, and again, most points, most yards in the NFL last year, but I do think that they're looking at themselves like, guys, we got to redo, rebuild, or strengthen in some way our offensive line. We have to do that. And at the same time, we're likely going to move on from our number one receiver. So like, there's going to be a lot of moving parts, and I do think it's going to be a challenge to be better on paper than you were a year ago. But you could have, in theory, a better team if you could remember how to block, protect your quarterback, have your quarterback go through an offseason and come back feeling good and looking decisive. Like You could be a better team, but it'll be hard to be better on paper. The Axis Bold, he donated 20 bucks just to say, here's to Dave's therapy for all that Bobby Belt abuse. So that's nice. Wow, that's really that's ironic because I, I did go to therapy tonight. So kudos to you. It's like you're in my brain or something. Team therapy, baby. Hashtag therapy is cool. Uh, don't trust anybody who hasn't been to therapy. If you're dating someone who hasn't been to therapy, they're up to something weird. I'm not going to go that far. I mean, I trust plenty of people that haven't been to therapy, but they just haven't told you. You, that they go. you know, if you think it sounds like something you would want to try, I highly encourage you to do it. Mazith with a little donation there. Appreciate you. Zachary Zimmerman. Hey, Jeff, what do you think about my classmate, Kalen Barnes? I don't know yet. I went on vacation because I quit my job. I'm going to, you are going to be sh- so shocked by the number of prospects that I watch over the next two or three weeks. Your boy is about to hit the gas on it, but I've kind of been chilling. You quit your job, you do weird stuff. <laughs> Going by Owen, can't Jeff, can't we just first round tender Randy Gregory and second on Cedric Wilson and keep the team together? No, that's a restricted free agency thing. These guys are unrestricted free agents. Yeah, Randy, Randy and Cedric have both been that guy at some point in time, but not anymore. Kenny, appreciate you, who just sent a sweet emoji, Kevin, for Dave making fun of Marcus on the draft show today. Also, is Burks the only player they would draft over offensive line at 24? Ooh. Um, I just want to state for the record, I, I jabbed at Marcus out of love. I don't have any beef with him. Yeah, I'm the one who was mean to him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I just – I am – I think I'm becoming an old man faster than ever. Like I'm more of a, you know how if you interview Brad Sham, like every answer he has is going to be incredibly fair. Like there's not going to be any hot opinions. And I just think that people who put out information with no context where it's like, look at this. It's like, well, that lacks context and that's dumb. Thorough and balanced information is kind of boring. And that's why the Stephen A's of the world do crazy numbers is because they just try to get people pissed off. And that's not really our game. Yeah, it's dumb. Is it, Jeffrey? That's right. What we're going to do is we're going to grow a brand where it's like, hey, you know what's awesome? Regular conversation about sports while knowing what the hell you're talking about. Also, along that line, go with me here. I mean, the question was about Burks. I... All things being equal, I just want to throw this out there. All things being equal, let's just say, here's what I think is going to happen, and I will readily admit if I'm wrong. I think they will part ways with Amari Cooper. I think that they will get a deal done with Michael Gallup before they do that. I think they will do their typical Cowboy thing and sign a number three receiver in free agency that makes you kind of go like, Okay, like, uh, like I was. It's going to have to be a guy that makes almost nothing because they're saying they're priced out on Cedric Wilson. If he's going to get six or seven million, then you're talking about some guy that makes one or two or two or three. I mean, the name, the name that came to me, and again, I haven't heard this. I want to be like I'm spitballing. Malik Turner, huh? Malik Turner? No, I don't. I don't know if Malik. No, I mean, I'm talking about a starter. Okay. How about Demarcus Robinson? Like a guy like that, just like a. Yeah. No, exactly. You're like, oh, I'm like, okay, I guess. Yeah. And then they're going to aim for a receiver in the top 100. Um, but all things being equal, we talked about this on the draft show today. I don't think wide receiver is their first priority unless something crazy happens. I think 
wide receiver, and maybe you think I'm crazy here. I think it is their second priority. I think their first priority is offensive line, and their second priority is wide receiver. I agree. And so, yeah, I, like if if something happens, yeah, I absolutely think they could draft Traylon Burks, um, Chris Olave, take your pick, whatever. But Oh, actually, time out, Dave. Time out, because I created a little fun game in my own head right before I started the show today. Do you have a preference, because we're all doing the draft stuff, do you have a preference of guys like Tyler Linderbaum, the Iowa center, Zion Johnson, the Boston College guard, Kenyon Green, the Texas A&M guard? Like, could you put them in order? Uh, I think i go Kenyon Green, Tyler Linderbaum, Zion Johnson. Okay. Now I, I want you to put in order. Let's see. That was one, two, three. Now I want you to put in order – if you've seen all these guys, John Mechie, Jalen Tolbert, Sky Moore. I don't feel like I I don't have an educated opinion on Tolbert, or not as educated as I should anyway. Okay. Um, I mean, John, I would honestly, if they wound up with either of the Hurt Bama guys, I'm, I'm so excited. Jameson Williams or John Mechie. Obviously, Jameson Williams would probably, would very likely be a first-round pick. Mechie maybe you take him at 56, but like if they wind up with either of those guys, I would be ecstatic because they are very fun players. Yeah. That's kind of what I was going for is like what combination of offensive lineman and wide receiver would somebody want while putting sure. those guys together? Because like, Oh yeah. I mean, like, if, if, I got, me, if I could give you Zion Johnson in round one and John Mechie in round two or Sky Moore in round two, I love Sky Moore. Like yep. sounds pretty good. Right. Which and I'm I'm a big Traylon Burks fan. It would be very exciting to draft him, but again, I think they're going to do their Cowboys thing. They're going to cover themselves in free agency and get a guy, so that it's just not like this glaring freakout need. And I would way rather have Kenyon Green at left guard and John Mechie or uh, George George Pickett. Um, Pickett. Pickett. Jeez. Somebody said Kenny Pickett a minute ago in the chat. That's sorry. Through uh, uh, yeah. you don't respect the, Bull, the Bull, George Bulldogs. Yeah, so. No, not at all. They're bums. Uh, yeah. Shout out Patrick Walker. Um, yeah, I mean, I would way rather take the lineman in the first and the receiver in the second than vice versa for sure. Vance in the super chat is Dallas's problem as simple as they paid a running back they shouldn't have to back a head coach they didn't want to let go but had to. I like nothing is as simple as one contract because everybody screws those up in some way, but I do. Okay. Yeah. That goes back to what I wanted to talk about earlier, where if you want to be mad at the team and think, Oh, they're inept. They don't know what they're doing. Oh, they're a bunch of stupid heads. The one thing where I think they've really kind of hamstrung themselves. That's led them to this off season where things are going to be tight on them. And next year, things aren't going to be tight on the Cowboys, but this year they are. Uh, And I think a big part of that is just, they've done a bad job of identifying who they want to keep in a timely manner and getting stuff done. Dak whooped them at negotiations because they couldn't get it done earlier. Zeke holding out, whooped them, and they restructured it. The guy who they actually signed early was the running back and Jalen Smith. Uh, Amari Cooper, you waited till the last second and him literally being in free agency before giving him top of the market money. Like they've, they haven't done a good job probably since only Tyron has been a good deal. And that's because they managed to get him without an agent. I oh, believe. I think, I think Zach, Zach, nobody regrets the Zach deal. No, not regret. Like that's fine. But there's only, there's maybe one contract in the entire roster where you're like, boy, the Cowboys got that one. <laughs> what, uh, what a deal they did there. And, and there's I three mean, or four where Tyron, you're like, yep, they got whooped. Tyron was hilariously benevolent to them. Like nobody does that. <laughs> nobody Nobody's like, yeah, just sign me for eight. Like, I'll be fine. I don't care. I don't care about being hilariously underpaid throughout the second half of my deal. Um, no, I mean, here the irony: these are the three deals that they pro- that that look the best. Uh, Amari, who we all think they're trying to get rid of, like that's been a good deal. I think he's played. He's he's been fine. I mean, it's not going to last much longer, probably. And then probably. Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis, which are tiny deals by NFL standards for players that a lot of people don't really like. Yeah, they're starters. Uh, they're I mean, starters at corner that play okay. That's good. Jalen was a disaster. Yeah. Um. Honestly, 
I'm not going to call it a disaster, but I think I think the arrow on Lyle looked like it was going a lot higher up when they signed it, and it's kind yeah. of it's plateaued off. Uh, and then you know, I honestly I was in favor of signing Zeke. I really was. Like, I did not think it was this doomsday thing that a lot of people did. But then when they said it was six years, I was like, wait, ooh, wait, no, I was thinking like four. What? What happened? They restructured it, Dave. So in a year where people are like, "How do I keep Amari Cooper?" Ezekiel Elliott, his uh, cap number this year, and you can't get out of it, is almost twice the franchise tag for a running back. I think a uh, a quarterback, a franchise left tackle, and maybe like a generational corner are like the only positions where I would feel comfortable signing a six-year deal. Everybody else, yeah. I'm like, no, Zeke, you can have four or we have Tony Pollard. Like those are, that's what I'm willing to do. Texas, Texas T twister says, uh, Kenyon green and Jordan Davis are there. Who? Kenyon green. I just, Jordan Davis had such a great combine, but I do think offensive line is so prioritized that if it's close, I'll take the O lineman. And I think that's close. And I might actually like green a little bit more. So I guess Kenyon green. I'm going to steal Brian's talking point from the draft show today. And like, I'm just, I'm trying to help Dak. Dak is, Dak's going to be the reason why this team succeeds. Uh, Not, you know, not a nose tackle that's going to play 38% of the snaps at best. Uh, Just, yeah. Give me the guy that's going to keep Dak off his ass. Maury's music question for Dave, but I'm going to answer it if Dave doesn't want to. Do you think Jerry's holding a grudge with Amari for not being vaccinated, which I don't want to talk about much because I know that people just hate hearing about vaccinations. But I mean, when I used to be a radio man, we had him on the air and yes, you could hear it. He he didn't like it. He thought that was a bad teammate move. I think, Hey, I mean, Jerry made his frustrations very clear. Like I don't have to interpret that. He literally was, he, I think his quote was check. We at the door. Or right. check me, check me at the door. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Um, I don't think it's purely about that. I do. I think a lot of the stuff that made Oakland want to get rid of him has resurfaced here. It's just Jeff. You talk to Amari every week, and he's he's a different cat. Like he's not wired like you hear a lot of football players. I think that rubs football people the wrong way. It doesn't rub me the wrong way. I'm also That's I don't a great interview. Yeah, I mean, I, I I see him a fraction of the time. Um, but I think that, you know, we spend all our time with Brian Broaddus, who's an old school football guy. Like those people want you to drink motor oil and watch tape and do nothing else. They want Sean Lee, a yeah. healthy Sean Lee. They want Sean Lee. And that's cool. Sean Lee is a wonderful man. I love Sean Lee. but Everybody ain't wired that way. Yeah, it, it, and it, it rubs people the wrong way, especially like if you're not living up to a big deal. And you sort of give off this demeanor like, eh. It, it, so I, I think that's part of it. I think Amari's personality uh, compounds this thing a little bit for sure. Noah, I appreciate you in the super chat. And by the way, I also appreciate all the guys who have signed up to be members on the YouTube page, the Friends of Jeffrey. You can do that and you get really cool emotes like Proud Brian Broadus's face, the party at Jeff's emote, and the one where CD rips my headset off my head so thanks what's up everybody oh and if you like daily fantasy use underdog fantasy and use the promo code jeff c for a nice little bonus <laughs> get it going i forgot your dog's name is cd for a sec i was like when did cd lamb rip your headset off what the hell did you do you're here every weekend and you forgot my dog's name hey it's been dude between mardi gras and the combine it's been a long like week and a half for me <laughs> my brain is still pretty fried last night was bad too i was hurting yeah, no, I didn't. Uh, I didn't feel good this morning. Shout out! Kelsey. Happy birthday, Kelsey Charles! Happy birthday, Kelsey. D none. Uh, conspiracy. We're doing a mini rebuild this season because next season we won't have Zeke, and we'll give Sean Payton a fresh slate. I look. The Sean Payton thing's never going to go away, is unless it's like he has a fifty-year deal on TV. Uh, so I still would not be surprised or stunned or whatever. If Sean Payton is the next coach of the Cowboys, I do fear that he might find out TV jobs are very cushy and you make more money and just kind of hang out there. But sure. I wonder, I wonder if uh, Gruden regrets leaving TV. Like, why would you come back to this? If you had that job? No, thank you. 
Yeah, for sure. Bernard, appreciate you. Doe Eyes TV. Hey, Jeff and Dave. Great show. Appreciate you. Getting caught up on my super chats here. How would you feel about Antonio Brown for a year? Um, what? Um, wait, I'm sorry, Dave. I, I, I said Jesus in a bat like Jesus. No, please, God. What if you're just here for entertainment? Yeah, again, going back to my if if you want to make sure and he's that, good. If you want to make sure that the season is unfun and a talented Cowboys team wins like 8 games instead of 12, sure, let's do that. That sounds like a great idea. If like that sounds like the 2008 Cowboys all over again where you're you're kind of cocky coming off a good season and and you still got a lot of talented players but you can't stay out of the news for one reason or another and all of a sudden you're 8 and 8. No, thank you. Clayton just wants to get rid of Josh Ball. Um, I'm not going to spend a lot of time worrying about the backup offensive lineman. And my guy Mark says we should have running backs don't matter merch. I don't think I own that trademark, but uh, I certainly support the phrase. I will tell you that. Dane Brugler mock draft. Dane Brugler mock draft. I haven't read it yet, but I I think he gave Dallas uh, Burks, if I am correct. He surely did. I'm trying he to did. see what else was available here, but yes, he gives Dallas Traylon Burks, wide receiver, Arkansas, and his he gave little... he gave them Traylon Burks over Kenyon Green, Nicobe Dean, and Tyler Linden, Lindenbaum. Linderbaum. Wow, why can't, why can't I say anybody's name tonight? I do this as a job. Man, that is a tough group to stack, though, because I do. I really like Traylon Burks, six two, two twenty five. He does bits, and by bits, I will say, he'll like, take handoffs and all that. And he's awesome in the screen game. Like he's really, really good. Don't let his average combine make you think that Traylon Burks isn't really, really good. I will steal this line straight from Dane. Like he led, he led the SEC in in gains of twenty plus yards. Like I mean, he can get away from SEC DB. Yeah. And I bet you that 90% of those, he caught the ball right around the line of scrimmage because he didn't catch it down the field a whole bunch. They're throwing that dude screens. I will uh, say, uh, and I don't want to put words in Dane's mouth, but like those guys, I mean, you can't just mock the same people to the same team every time. So like he might not actually think Traylon Burks is going to go over those guys, but I mean, got to make it interesting. It's a five month process for God's sake. Well, I mean, it goes to like, okay. So Kenyon green, he had available the A&M guard who didn't have a great combine. And so sure. He's an interior offensive lineman who didn't have a great combine. Nicobe Dean is under six foot tall. So could he last to the Cowboys and beyond? Sure. Tyler Linderbaum has short arms and isn't a big center. Could he get to the Cowboys and beyond? Sure. I think Traylon Burks out of those names might have the least holes to poke in him, even though he does have some where I think at Arkansas, he was very much run screens and out routes and very basic things, but he'd be really fun. Use his route tree. No, but do you trust that good receivers who are hell on wheels after the catch and can high point a football can be effective? Sure. Yeah, so I think that would be a fun one. I'm trying to figure out who I would take in that scenario. Would we still go O-line over Burks? I I would, and I like Traylon Burks a lot, but I would just give me the O-lineman, shore up the O-line. I I think a guy like Green or uh, uh, Linderbaum is a plug-and-play guy. Yeah, I'm a lot less. And that's we were talking about that on the draft show today. I know he's slight. But even like I, I like Chris Olave is intriguing to me. Like I said, I think he gets forgotten about because he doesn't do anything sexily. He's not super big. He's not super explosive. He's not super like he's not super anything. He's just but he's just very solid at everything. Like I have the utmost confidence that he can step in and contribute right away, whereas some other guys might be projections. Oh, yeah. I think Olave is about as ready as it gets. And I do think he's getting a lot of appreciation after he ran. What did he run in the four threes? Four after three he ran nine, yeah. So I do think he's getting a lot of appreciation because now every mock draft I see has him in the first somewhere. And before the combine, I don't think I was really seeing him in the first round. So, like, Dane well, had him go. Yeah, like, people, people talk about him like, oh, maybe he sneaks into the – into the back half of the second. Wow, people really love that I said sexily. Yeah, I don't, I'm sorry. I'm, you're, you're welcome for that. But Sexily is a good word. 
Is that uh, not a word? I, I, I thought it's it was. not a word. I, it's been a long day, whatever. But, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. I wouldn't be surprised if Olave is like a top 20 pick. But I feel like we've said that about 50 players. So I have no idea the order the receivers are going to go in. Like, they're all so different. Uh, the giant USC dude, the Drake London. Uh, uh, yeah, Drake London. And like, where does Jamison Williams go? And Traylon Burks and Garrett Wilson and <clears throat> Sky Moore, uh, George Pickens. I just, it's going to be interesting to see. And I think the Cowboys are going to end up with one of the first seven or eight receivers maybe it's more like nine or ten receivers so you're bait you're calling your shot 24 or 56 basically yeah i'm kind of calling my shot at 56 and that's kind of where i like receivers that's a fun place for wide receivers that's yeah my sky, that's my sky more john mechie jalen tolbert range the ideal i mean some of my favorite receivers in the league get taken between like 33 and 45 i mean debo was picked 34 t higgins was picked 33 Elijah Moore, I think, was pick 34. It's just it's a nice right in that right at the end, right when the first round's over. It feels like there's always a couple beasts hanging around. So what you're saying is Captain Trade Down. That's what you're saying. Get down into the early uh, 30s, no, pick I, up a pick. No, I hate I, I can't trade out of the first. Well, oh, yeah, I'm down to trade down just as long as we're not going out of the first, because I I'm obsessed oh. with having that fifth year option. Oh, all right, fine. Uh Steven. Say, I root for you and wish you the most success in the world. Thank you, Stephen. Anthony wants to know when's the crawfish boil at Dave's. Uh, Dave, are you ready to invite everybody over, party at Dave's? Or It ain't happening at Dave's. Dave lives in a shoebox. My apartment is big enough. Like, I can fit, like, three people in here. Um, As an unemployed man, I'm trying to get Dave to move in still. I've been campaigning for years, but he's uncomfortable with living with another grown adult. No, honestly, the, my the after the month I've had, dude, I'm so broke. I am so hilariously poor right now um when they when they me send too. me when they when i when i inevitably get that email in the next couple of months it's like hey we'd love to have you back for 275 more a month than what we're already charging you i might be i might be showing up at your door with a u-haul so just get ready sweet i've got uh an extra mic and everything it'll be great we can just broadcast oh, it'll actually sound good yeah we can just record from different rooms the Wade Sturt. Are you kidding me? No, we'll just get an extra camera. We'll have a freaking whole setup of a studio in this bad boy. Oh, let's go. Uh, what are we doing about Randy Gregory? I think they're confident they're going to get a deal done with Randy Gregory, and that's why they were able to tag Dalton Schultz. So get ready. I think that deal gets done. I think they really want that to happen. I, I think it's going to, as always, like the cow, it's going to depend on the price. Like the Cowboys, I think. I think the Cowboys are trying to pay Randy like less than ten million a year. Oh, I could see them trying to do. I get okay. Yeah, that's a good point because they're going to try to do the we won again, and it might mean that they don't get anything done. Uh, but what I will say, I, I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated to see. I mean, look, we are both gigantic fans of Randy Gregory. Like this is a pro Randy Gregory program. But I'm just I'm pulling up his numbers. Right, I'm, I'm I got his his yeah, stuff. Like six and a half sacks, something like He's, that. He's been in the league since 2015. He's only played 50 games. He's only started 12. He has 16 and a half career sacks and six last year. So it's at least conceivable to think that even on the open market, teams could be like, I mean, come on, man. Like, we can't we can't pay you too much for this resume. You're like, and what, Randy is? He's Tank's age. He's seven months younger than yeah. Tank. He's turning 30 this year. Uh, so yeah. two years, know, 20, maybe that gets it done. Maybe. I mean, I, I won't be surprised if the number is a lot smaller than you might expect for such a talented player. But the funny, again, it goes back to like, once the bullets start flying again, like I remember a couple of years ago, we were like, Oh yeah, maybe, maybe we could get the right deal for Robert Quinn. Like maybe we can pull that off. And then the Chicago was like, Hey Robert, do you want $70 million? And I don't think, <laughs> I don't think Randy's going to get 70, but if some team offers Randy like three years, 38 million or whatever, he's going to be like, hell to the, yeah, let's go. So, well, these contracts can look different, right? Like Randy, it could very much be a five year, $70 million deal because none of that really matters. If like 24 million is guaranteed, that's a two year contract. Right. So it's all about the guarantees. 
Clayton, um, I felt like Nicobe Dean looked sluggish. Kobe Dean's awesome. I'm not worried about Nicobe Dean. He's sweet. Texas T Twister. Could you see us taking a running back? Who's your pick? Uh, yeah, the Florida kid Pierce ran a bad 40. So if teams are out on him, just pick him in the fourth or fifth and life will be really good. Day three. I really like Rashad White out of Arizona State. I'm going to keep saying that. Well, that sounds like a homework assignment. Shane Carter, does Terrence Steele's improved play at right tackle raise the question for Lyle Collins' future? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think I think the team is asking themselves a lot of questions about their offensive line right now. I think they're looking at the end of the year for Tyron and going, what was that? I think they are looking at Lyle Collins and saying, yeah, he played all right, but we were actually used to a guy even better than that. And did he really get all the way back from the hip yet? And if not, is he going to? Yep. Is our center good enough? Who's playing left guard? I think everything but Zach Martin, they're probably asking some sort of questions about themselves. Agreed. Formula says, Hellman, love you. And Jeff, too. Swinging through to say, appreciate all that you do. How about Burks at 24? I think we have established that we're down, right? I'm very down. I just, I think there will be a player I like more sitting there also, whether it's Linderbaum, whether it's Green. Those are probably the two. Those are like, those are probably the say, two. What about Dean? Would you rather have N'Kobe Dean than Traylon right. Burks? I said this on the show today, and this I'm, I'm going to try to do some homework on this and talk to some people. I love N'Kobe Dean. This kind of goes back to my failed love affair with Derwin James. Well, you're starting to see N'Kobe Dean in mock drafts be in the late 20s, and I'm wondering, is that a sign that the NFL is kind of like, yeah, small linebacker, but I'm like, what are you talking about? He's Devin Bush. Like, he's a really good player. Devin Bush is not – I mean, Devin Bush hasn't been that good. Like, he was he – Okay, a, then he's better than Devin Bush. I guess my perception was that he'd been playing well. Uh, he had a great rookie year. I don't think he's really thought, lived up to it. But so I love Nicobe Dean. I would be happy to draft Nicobe Dean. But like the Cowboys have recently been about big hulking MFers. Like, you know, they want a they want a 6'3, 250 pound Mike, like Leighton Vander Esch. They I don't know. I'm not convinced they would spend a first round pick on a six flat 224 pound linebacker. So um, you're saying Leo Chanel at Wisconsin in the second round is the Cowboys Mike. They're going to bring in a six foot two, 260 pound hammer. Is he a team captain guy? Is he a team captain guy? I wonder because I do think the Cowboys are actively looking for like leadership type dudes on defense. Yep. Because I don't think they have a lot of that. I will. I mean, again, this is the conundrum I always find myself in. Cause like, and Jeff, I admire it. Jeff is just like, Jeff is like, I like this guy. I don't like that guy. I don't really care what anybody else thinks where I'm like, my primary goal is to find the player that I think the Cowboys will draft. And my opinion is secondary. So I love Nicobe Dean, but I need to, I need to do more homework on that and see how the Cowboys feel. Cause I, for some reason, I just have this lingering concern that maybe they might write him off because of his size. Vance said for both of you, what's your all time favorite movie theater experience and keep it PG Dave. I think mine would probably be in Abilene when one of my three semesters at ACU, when I had a, a high school letter jacket and like the pocket on the side that you go into it ripped in the bottom, which meant I had access to the whole coat. I could put things through the pocket and it would sit inside the coat. And I managed to get a 12 pack of Miller Lite and a bottle of Jack Daniels in to uh, the movies and watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which was terrible, but I got drunk. So, so two thoughts come to mind. Yeah. When you're like 16, 17 and only one of your friends can drive, like the only place you ever wind up going is the movies. So I just have a bunch of fond memories of like piling into my buddy's cars and sneaking liquor into this, into the theater and like, you know, pouring it into our Cokes very covertly. Uh, Mm -hmm. But more specifically, I was thinking about this the other day. Have you ever seen the David Fincher film Zodiac? No. Sounds like it would be scary. So I'm out. It is pretty scary, but it's like, it's a true crime deal. It's a really good movie, but the climax of Zodiac when Jake Gyllenhaal is in the creepy dude's basement at the end. Uh, Oh my God. It was like the most intense theater going experience I've ever had in my life. Like I still remember it 15 or 16 years later. So 
Yeah. I hate being scared. BADFW said, thanks, Jeff and Dave. Any way to super chat uh, slash contribute outside of live? No, not that I'm aware of. Uh, you, uh, you want me to drop my Venmo? <laughs> no, that's, yeah, that's yeah you can, you can Venmo okay. us. We'll, my cash app is... Uh, well, you can sign up to be a member on the channel. And get access to the sweet emotes. That's something that you can do. That's a thing. If you uh, give us enough money, we'll tell you Jeff's address and you can come to the crawfish boil. You can't say that. They think Party at Jeff's is a real thing. It's just a merch idea. That's Party at Jeff's is. is a real thing. We do, do it all the time. It depends. I'm going to do background checks. Mance said, here's money for your words. What are the bargain bin free agents Stevens going to target in week four of free agency? Look, it's not even <laughs> worth speculating about because if I know one thing, yeah, and like we pay close attention to the league. Like we are football fans. I try to follow every team as closely as I can. Every year they sign a guy and I'm just like, huh? <laughs> okay. But on the flip side, and I mean, I should know these guys because I cover the draft. I had no memory of Brent Urban or Carlos Watkins, honestly. Like I had, I was like, okay, maybe I've heard those names, but I got, I got nothing. And they were both pretty decent players. So maybe it'll, happen, maybe it'll happen again. Yeah. Brent Urban's probably the name of the guy you're going to sign. He's a free agent coming off an injury. He'll play on the cheap. Uh, is this the most frustrated the fan base has been since you guys started covering the team? This just feels different. Go Allen Eagle from Fresh Prince 512. Unequivocally, yes. Yeah. Unequivocally, yes. I think, like, I mean, everybody gets frustrated unless you win the Super Bowl, which the Cowboys haven't. Everybody's frustrated about something. But, like, yeah, this – this, and and we'll see what happens in free agency, but – if they don't do, and I mean, they're picking 24th, like we're excited about a bunch of these guys, but they're very unlikely to draft a, even a Micah. I mean, they drafted Micah 12 spots ahead of where they're picking this year. Like the odds that you find that guy at 24, I mean, I guess, you know, Justin Jefferson was that guy for the Vikings a couple years ago. It's possible. But my point is going back to what you said earlier, Jeff, like the odds that this team is better on paper than it was going into last year feel low and coming off a season that disappointing. I think, uh, I think people are really pissed off. I don't remember it ever being like this. Only sky Moore at 24 can save this thing. That's going to be a t-shirt, uh, a Poe man's closet. I love Troy Anderson at 56. What you think, bro? Troy Anderson was a freaking monster at the combine. Much like a bunch of other dudes. Now, Troy, let me not screw up his school. It's Montana State or something like that. Yep. Uh, Troy Anderson at the Combine. I must be misspelling it because I'm trying to find my guy who does the little charty charty things on. Here we go. Found it. Troy Anderson ran a 4-4-2. He is 6'3 and a half, 243 pounds. He broad jumped 10 foot 8 and his vert was 36. That puts him in the 99th percentile of linebacker athletes in the NFL. Troy Anderson, Montana State. And he's I, a raw. He's raw, but I mean, you put up those numbers at that size and you're probably going in the first two rounds. I'm having a real crisis of faith this year, man, because like it's been one of the steadiest guideposts for the Cowboys and again, like I'm trying to figure out who they're going to pick. And I'm just like, "Oh, if it's not if it's not a power five guy or a Boise state guy, they're probably not going to take him. <laughs> I feel like this year I'm in love with more like small school guys than I ever have been in my life. Like I brought up Christian Watson on the draft show today. Troy Anderson is a great player. Chad um, Muma. Chad Muma. How about Jalen Tolbert? Like how many, freaking, how many South Alabama players are in the NFL right now? Like are there any, I don't even know. I, if I didn't go to Mobile and watch practice in their stadium every year, I wouldn't even know they had a program. And so I'm like, ah, the Cowboys don't typically draft these guys, but maybe they should this year because there are some really fun ones. Ryan Sims, appreciate you. Anyone y'all would be willing to trade up to the 15th pick range? If you were desperate Broadus has talked about this i think if you were desperate for an offensive tackle maybe because to me it is evan neal at bama icky kwanu at nc state charles cross and trevor penning at northern iowa 
And after that, I think you're dropping to a different caliber of prospect. And I don't think the top four getting anywhere. Nah, well, maybe close, but I don't think any of those top four are going to get 224. So where if you we were think, desperate for one of them, maybe. Where do we think Cross goes? I feel like he's the one we don't talk about as often as the other three. Oh, I think Penning and Cross are going to be interchangeable somewhere between seven and 18, give or take, something like that. I don't think, I'd have to check. I don't think Cross had a great combine, and I think everybody expected him to. If but he's good. You, wait, go ahead. Sorry. No, I mean, he's, I mean, he's a really good player. And I hate to even bring this up because we all know that I'm emotionally compromised, but like, I'm curious to see what happens with Stingley because I think he's going to fall. The injury yep. concerns, the lack of great tape over the last two years. Like if, if he'd had a, you know, if he'd just been healthy and played great, he's a top five pick. I wonder, I'm not saying the Cowboys would do this, but like if a dude with those skills is sliding into the teens, I wonder how that's going to play. Like, I wonder if people are like, uh, you know, this is a Pat Peterson type of corner and he's just hanging around at like 14, 15, 16. What the hell's going on? Well, you just wait at 24 and see what happens. Why I, did I, you love that. I love this. I love this comment from Luke eight. I think he's totally right. Like, the Baltimore Ravens are not letting that dude fall past them because they just hang out and draft great players. I think the Baltimore Ravens are picking Jordan Davis. No that's way. My, that's my prediction. No. Nah. That's my prediction. Why did Jeff quit the fan? Five hours a day is a long time to talk about sports, and I got tired. I got tired. <laughs> and so, And so I'm doing something else. And if I stop being tired at some point, I think that I'm good enough at the job that I can find a job. So I got tired. Formula, Jeff, please do more mock drafts. You know damn well I'm going to do 17,000 mock drafts before this thing is over because it's great at getting people to click on it. That's what happens. Kevin Walsh, relevant. Cowboys use non-exclusive tag on Schultz. I hadn't even seen that. Is it exclusive or non-exclusive yeah i'll be i'll be very honest i'm not sure but my guess would be non-exclusive but don't i i'm not i'm not 100 sure to be honest with you and with dave having no idea what's going on is a great way to end the show tonight as i have nothing else to say to anyone oh you're cheating us out of eight minutes of radio what the hell well let me tell you one more secret dave the secret remember when i said that five hours was a long time if I got an hour's worth of stuff I want to talk about, I'll go for an hour. If I've got 54 minutes worth of stuff I want to talk about, I'll go for 54 minutes. Look at That's Taco Man in here dropping the emojis. That's a man who's a member of the channel. Let's go. Hit the join button on the main page, and you can get access to those sweet things. Yeah, I'm done. It's his show, but just let the record show that I would have kept going. I'd, I'm a pathetic loser on a Tuesday night with nothing else to do. So, Yeah, well. I'm done. Remember when Jeff read Twitch? Sad. Hi, Big Tuck Nasty. Hi, all my Twitch Roonies. What's up, homies? Love you. Hi, Trevor. Look at everybody dropping the emotes. You guys are the best. All right, that's it. There goes Dave. There goes me. Uh, I will see everybody tomorrow. And remember, you have